and it's showtime, showtime again. I took a week off. I just, all of that talking for myself, just I had to take a break. Woof. Whoa, man. Just, I'm exhausted. I can't even, I can't even speak after speaking somewhat consistent, putting out episodes somewhat consistently. Uh, takes all the energy out of me. I couldn't possibly do that all the time. Um, I'm exaggerating. I, I think I'm making fun of myself. Um, I did stand up again for a second time, and I'd say it went a little better just because I didn't, I didn't, I felt like I could use that same material again, but like I just didn't, I just didn't deliver it how I wanted to. It's like, uh, I didn't, I know that I'm supposed to address the audience. It's, I'm having a hard time making myself do that. So it's kind of like being behind the material that I come up with is something I need to work on, but it's just, you take a while to be on stage. But I find that everybody seems to be like when I go to this place, I do comedy, people talk about it like the criticism is right in your face or that like it is very difficult people give people it's just a welcoming environment where they give you credit just for going on stage which is which is very nice um it's just that the spotlight it seems to be on criticism probably just in the comedy community at all um but it's like comedy uh, the way that it exists now is like an it's a avenue for you doing public speaking at all. Um, it's like I feel like at the heart of it is the ability to get up on stage and say whatever you want, and by that I mean like the future of comedy wouldn't necessarily mean being funny so much as it would mean holding onto the microphone for as long as possible, <laughs> like. I think that in the future, a good comedian is just somebody who doesn't give the microphone up. But also, we should, uh, you might be in the business of testing the limits of authority. Like, let's see how seriously people take their job is something you, is a question you might want to ask if you're averse to the law. So like, let's test the limits of how seriously everybody take, because as long as everybody's being serious about what they're doing, everybody's doing their job like if i'm a comedian and i'm up there with a microphone why don't i take that seriously and keep talking but the place i went is like they give you five minutes to open mic i think it'd be fun to do like a 10 to 15 minute but i haven't done that i haven't done that yet and um i took a week off from it's a big vacation for me i mean it was accidental i wasn't planning it but i was just like I don't know what I don't know what drives that why I, why I spare myself a week of doing this but I didn't want to do it at all. People like to hear your personal life and let's see what I let's let's see what I got. Here we go. Show me what you got but it but maybe I I prefer to talk about public things. But there's a there's there's a thing between um there's a thing between private and public life that is going on that I'm trying to understand that it's like, um, it's, so I, I come from a pretty Christian background. And so that would mean that I come from a private background. And it's like, when I go to talk about things, um, there's some, it's characterized more by privateness than publicness. But I also like, I would prefer to talk about what people do as opposed to 
that I talk about what I do myself individually, but private private sphere is for individual individuality. But um, it's like me making this podcast, the content that I put up is for the public because it goes on the internet, but it's like everyone making content generally they're putting it on the internet is it's automatically public, but like, I feel like it's more of a liberal idea to say that you should keep it private or like not put content on the internet because you might be, you might be trying to make money off of private conversations you have with people around you or, but like, it's like a liberal idea that you can't publicize things that happen with your friends or, or something, or like you wouldn't want to make content because shit that you consume and things that you see in real life is going to bleed into what you produce in your content. And so like me speaking individually, I'm going to be publicizing stuff that shouldn't be publicized or something like, uh, like, um, because I'll end up talking about what people don't, um, but like, I don't do any of that. I actually don't bring up people's stories or anything. It's just like, if I was going to talk about this comedy place I went to, I feel like they wouldn't, it might be a liberal thing to say that you shouldn't because you, they're not here to defend themselves or something. But, um, like that's not, that's not true. Like, um, like it's an idea that publicity is bad. Um, it's not true because people want their story to be told, even if it's not from like, like it's not bad to publicize something or like speak on it. It's kind of like you're spreading the message of it. But I think that I've been sold on a lie or something that, um, you can't, you shouldn't talk about anything, but it's like people actually do want their, their thing to be told, or they do, they want their themselves to be circulated, even if it's not by you, because it's not like I, it's not like I negate, not like I attack people for, um, for when I talk about them, public or public or private life. I wonder what it is that, I wonder what it is that makes you lose that glint or lose that sparkle in your eye. This is something I'm obsessed with, but it's like, it's like being afraid of death. Um, like what makes you lose? Because I'm always obsessed with like, well, am I going to run into the thing that causes me to, uh, not be who I think I am or like, can that happen? It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a tragic event, but like are tragic events in, intended at all. Do people ever bring tragedy upon themselves? Like somebody who dies tragically in a car accident, you'd be like, that was an accident. But, um, like people, people totally separate accidents from intention. Like people act like tragedy is 100% an accident or like nobody, the person involved in it had no influence over that. Or, and it's kind of like giving a lot of power to drunk driving deaths is like, you give a lot of power to, well, when you're drunk, you're not going to be able to, you're going to be completely incoherent. Like, but you're going to build this, something like this up. If you never get drunk, you never have that experience. You never identify with that group of people, drunk people. You never enter into that tribe drunks. Then you are going to build up more fear and misunderstanding about what happens on the other side. And like people do this with drunk driving, especially older people that are just watching the local news and hearing lots of horrific stories about it when it's like there's a it's actually more controllable than the public perception that you could drive 
when somewhat inebriated. It's more controllable than that. Like you can't, you can't do anything. It's just that the people that cause drunk driving deaths are usually shittier than, I, I mean, I don't know what it is, but you, you might just play into like, well, I'm so drunk that I really can't do anything because some people will give the power to the alcohol so much give it the blame so much that they're like, I really am totally out of control. I can't do anything. And then that carries over to like, they start driving that like some people like to play up that they are a drunk and this might lead to them causing accidents, even on the roadways. But like, if you're not, if you're not in control, it's just that people don't give enough credit to um, a kind of person that's able to separate themselves from reality or separate themselves from, from their body even like and it's kind of like a fear of intelligence that the world has and a fear of intelligence that drives the country to put so much stock in an education system that makes everybody equal under under the law basically equates everybody's intelligence to the same thing where everybody is treated the same treated like they have the same level of intelligence like the that the education system happens and it makes everybody equal that like um, dumb and smart people are kind of all the same in a classroom is kind of like in no child left behind. Like everybody's the same. Everybody has the same opportunities for intelligence. Like there aren't different levels of it. I think that the world has an issue with this because, and they have a fear of recognizing that there's different, there's different levels of in, intelligence. Um, that because, because it would mean that you'd have to admit that people who are, dumb actually have to be dumb their entire life but that there's like there's people that already know more this is something that the world has trouble admitting it it, it i'm getting i'm getting thrown off because i'm getting i feel sub, more subjected by the surrounding world in the last minute because um some noise happens and then i think that people are trying to get me to stop doing it but now I'm just now I'm just oversharing. Now I'm just revealing nuances, in, just not idiosyncrasies in my thing. Revealing an idi- idiosyncrasy that I do in, is that I hear a loud noise in an apartment around me, and I think that people are trying to get me to stop doing this. This is something I would love to explain to you for this entire every episode of this podcast but i can i only skirt around it because you you're not you're not going to share an idiosyncrasy this can't be it's not like positive for your not positive for your message or just like people don't want to hear about this inane detail or or something like that or you always got to be confident or braggadocious and that doesn't sound very confident but like everybody has bullshit like that that they're thrown off by something stupid and they're not, they often don't admit that, but it's like Joe Rogan's show plays out on a level that would never admit idiosyncrasies like that. Like whatever bullshit throws him off, he just has to steamroll over it and act like he didn't, he's not paying attention. But somebody who, somebody who's not paying attention might think that he is above having, uh, being thrown off by bullshit like that. But he's probably thrown out, like, there's a certain kind of guest that he wouldn't like that they, when they show up. Um, but I need to deliver, like, I need to work on addressing an audience, but I kind of don't. Maybe sometimes I like to give myself areas to improve, but it's not, it's not that so much. I'm just not very good 
so far at stand up. The the people I did it again and they were like they're trying to laugh. I just wasn't delivering it exactly clearly, so they didn't there I was having a hard time explaining the full weight of the message. Nothing nothing wrong with that. But people have a um it's like an intelligence thing where they don't want to admit that some people know people like to act like you're uh, everybody's I don't know. People like to act like everybody is the same level, but it's it comes through in that you can't like say that you're smart because then automatically you're you're saying that you're above people. But it's like a it's like a private public thing a little bit. If you're holding to intelligence, this is seen more as elitism. Like we think that intelligence has to be private or privatized. Our um that it isn't, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you'd say. It's just the private public thing. The point that I'm making is that there's a, um, if I do say so myself. So I was saying that, I, for some reason I'm not being funny at all today. I'm just like come out serious. And I feel like if you were serious on stage that that's okay. It's just that you're expected to be expected to be funny it's just that the future of it is kind of more in or, or in oration rather than you would have to be funny on stage the future of comedy is probably more just about public speaking but like um if i'm taking my authority seriously why would i give up the microphone at all but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try that i'm not gonna try that mentality out in a place that gives you five minutes and then it moves on to the next obviously because there's certain rules it's just like there's a there's a structure and but the place I go to is a bar that I went to. It's a bar, but it's basically a comedy club because the way that it, because of the community that ends up there, they're just about the the comedy and it's very welcoming to people trying to be comedi comedians. It's more of a comedy club because they do an open mic two nights a week. It's a it's a club. It's more so than it is a bar. And um that that let me try to get to the try to get to the point of what I'm saying. Um, like, and I go up on stage and I say things that I rehearsed and I, I maybe have some trouble with that. I think that you are a different person at every time. And even if I go on this podcast and say a couple of points that I thought of beforehand, that this is somewhat unnatural already in comparison to the highest level of, of natural that you could achieve. Like the most natural thing would just be to a lot to give credit to the time that you are in the moment like this current time this hour that i'm talking is a different time than a time that i would have remember thought of a point to say for this hour like if i substitute a time from before for this time that is relatively more unnatural because you're you're repeating something when naturally you'd be capable of um a different time every time because naturally that's that is what's happening but you are people are afraid of people need an excuse and they're afraid and they need to stick with what they're certain with or what they're familiar with and so they will put stock in something that they remembered and then substitute that for a current moment in time but people are like people don't people want to hide behind something rather than admit that they're different at every time is sort of what i'm saying like 
they want to hide behind something more, but like that I would just allow this time to be whatever I would be talking about based on where I am and what I'm thinking about as a result of what info or experiences that I've had that accumulated to that integrated into how I feel or think at this moment. That's a different time than what I was thinking about two days ago. If I like tried to supplant what I thought about two days ago with what I'm saying now, then that would be putting a different time into this time, which is an unnatural recognition of time. But it's like podcasting exploits this truth that people have the ability to be more prolific than what they were originally, what they were previously given credit for. But a world that does things in a late night talk show format, like late night shows where that's, that's the best you do for figuring out uh, a more open experience for celebrities or, or people is like a talk show where they just talk for five minutes and it's actually pretty canned and calculated and formulated. Um, it's like Joe Rogan is relatively less formulated than that. What it exploits, the truth that that exploits is people are more prolific than they can actually, people can actually do lots of things. People are actually more talented, but we have just been living in a world where uh, we've been sold on that talent is ascribed only to the very talented, but the very talented is, as I say a number of times, talent is, talent and fame are just being given to anybody. You, If you're not being talented, then you're not anymore. You're not, nobody passed up on you because it's just not you. Like, if you're not that now, because people, people will recognize it if you are that, because it's been given to everybody. But, um... Because, because you have people people can do people can do lots of things, but that we used to sensationalize talent. I don't know why. That's just too. That's just specific to a time period. That's the time period where we wanted to sensationalize talent, especially acting. Uh, like I often bring up this point, but and that happened for like the last hundred years. Um that it's just that that's what the time period called for because we hadn't processed that yet and now now maybe like with a boom in comedy we're we're processing just um being on stage at all or public speaking giving yourself the opportunity to say whatever in front of people but there's a there's a certain breakdown, there's a breakdown that's happened between private life and public life with the emergence of the internet that it's like anything that you talk about on social media is immediately public, even though, so it's like I make this podcast and it's just me, and so there it would be private, but I deliver it knowing that it will be public, so it's actually public, it isn't private. I deliver it knowing that it'll be on the internet for anybody, and let's like how I try to picture an audience that I'm talking to is... Um, it's public. It's gonna. It can be heard by anybody, including people I know and people I don't know, and um, it's it's public like that. But what? But I'm I'm just doing it privately in my apartment. But with the internet, this is this is what happens with you sharing things on social media. All your all the shit you want to share, you make you can make public immediately. And it didn't used to be this way. But what it what it means is that the world has graduated to this point where. Um, 
graduated to this point where public and private are more connected, but there's like a spectrum between private and public if you recognize those to be somewhat opposites. You don't have to say that they're complete opposites to put them on a spectrum across from each other, but then there's there's different nuanced points between the spectrum that are both public and private at the same time. They're across the spectrum, that like the ways that you deliver things, but the basically people are filling up all the spaces between that spectrum with diff varied explanations, uh, varied places along the spectrum, different areas that they're exploiting, different truths that they're exploiting along the public to private spectrum, but they're, they're all, it's being really saturated where every, all of these places are taken up between public and private. Like there's so much, there's so much inundation with uh, points of reference that are both public and private at the same time because of the internet, because of people putting out content that is supposed supposedly private but then they make it public like public versus private is basically not i th i think what you would say about it is that they're basically not disconnected anymore but and it's kind of like the melding of a performer and an audience that the separation between performer and audience is not really separate anymore but this is kind of new this is what comedy is going towards is as best as I can tell is that you kind of have to you have to recognize that there, the separation between performer and audience isn't really there you're kind of you're talking to the audience but like you used to be able to be sensationalized just for getting up on a stage and this is the way that stand-up comedy used to play out is um is that stand-up comedy used to play out that more in a we would revere the person who was saying that they were talented a little bit more but it's like we also thought that they were more like god we don't we think that a little bit less about somebody who's on stage now than we did 15 years ago that they're like we know a little bit more about that the person on stage is more just a human and that they're not rather than that they are so talented that they um but it's kind of like that happens the more that people see the opportunity just to get up on stage themselves or the more people just are involved with getting up on stage it's kind of like there's a greater number of people who get up on stage the comedy is more diversified over time is the same uh explanation is it gets more diversified so there's more points of reference of people talking on stage in in comparison to people just sitting back in an audience because talent is more given to everybody but people are just like um because anybody Anybody can do that, and it's kind of like pursuing your dreams often comes down to, it's almost like it's as basic as something like getting up on stage and just saying whatever you want for five minutes is like, then you did pursue your dreams, but we condense whatever it is that people are trying to get at or whatever they're trying to accomplish with their dreams, at our, like we reduce it to something else. We're currently reducing it to more so getting up on stage and saying what you want as opposed to that it, is, it used to be this huge enterprise or like this whole life commitment of like moving to a different place and trying to make it big now we are reducing it to something more manageable and something more convenient and in front of you but that's just that's just the emergence of the internet and um i i speak of this point i try and now i'm just trying to elaborate further on it currently and my, oh, what's going to happen when I do this? What's going to happen when I press close? And it still records. 
I got the 20% warning on my phone. I didn't know if I press close that it was going to stop the video, but it, it didn't. So I still have 20% energy on my phone to record the rest of this episode. Congratulations to me. It's just that um, private, like, you going up on a stage, we reduce it more so to that. It becomes, this is a, this is a conflation of public and private life. There's just more a conflating of these two things. And, but there's like a liberal idea that you, uh, like, I would say maybe it's liberal, but it's, uh, overall, I'd say it's more, it's just for pessimistic people or people who are more giving up on their dreams they maybe are taking this unrealistic approach to sharing things publicly or people maybe that cut themselves off from all social media or, or whatever just get angry at it and say that those people are stupid i mean i mean maybe it's just people who are insecure and so they don't see themselves as sharing anything publicly or maybe they just don't really want to and so they advocate for you not sharing anything People that are pessimistic, but I guess maybe to them that would be, it would be optimistic. Like they want to privatize things more. Like somebody who want, somebody who would encourage other people to not share things. This is the kind of person that I'm talking about. But like I'm, I'm sold often that like maybe I'm a bad person for making content at all because you're, the outside of my life bleeds into this somewhat. I don't make it a point to say events that happen. But, like, maybe you should, and then you're more honest, and then that's that's helpful. Like, people want your just day-to-day -day activities, but that's just a different way of doing things. I make it more so that I'm talking about things that aren't related to myself, but it's like um, people don't always give credit to somebody who's able to separate themselves from the rest of reality or the world, which is, like, a little bit more, like, intelligence is like this, like people act like there's a certain level that you always you don't you don't get to choose you always have to be given over to your body for example people think people are like yours people act like you have no choice over your sexuality when but this is a lack of recognition of a kind of person that's so detached from reality that they could separate themselves from their body like not a lot of credit is given to that you could potentially have some choice over your sexuality sexuality is treated like you don't have any choice in a lot of cases and, um, like, you can be, it can be a choice, and for some people it's, like, more a choice than others, if you can detach yourself from it. Like, not everybody is so dumb that they just can't control what their body is doing all the time. But, like, not controlling what your body is doing and not, like, allowing yourself to just do what you would already be doing is more dumb and is more animalistic and but and and you wouldn't want to prevent yourself from doing that but it's like you want to lose the illusion of control or manipulation and that's what people say like if you do drugs then you'll lose the illusion of control or you'll like if you do lsd then you'll experience an ego death and this is the place that you need to get to in life because you'll realize that everything is about love and unity and this is an over exaggeration of events i would say like um, the idea that you would figure out that everything is about love and unity, this is overblown because this, that set of ideas is not for people that like to maintain, uh, individual standards more so, but people who are like, um, more in it for themselves. And to some extent, it's like, there's a lot of people that want to see somebody who's just going to, 
do what they want, stand up for themselves and say fuck you to everybody else. But then there's people that don't like that and they're like, everything needs to be about love and unity and collectivism. And so they maybe don't like somebody who stands up for themselves. But it's like this LSD thing where people are like, I experienced an ego death is bullshit to some degree or that you take LSD and everything is about love and unity. This is just for one side of the aisle, really. It's just for it's just for collectivism. Um, It's not true. It's not. This isn't the answer. It's not like once you figure out that everything is unified, there's no answer. And people who say that they experience an ego death, that's one of that's one of the most egotistical things sometimes the way that people explain that like if you're proud of an ego death you had that's one of the most egotistical things you could do there's that you're bragging about your ego and a death that it had you're just basically saying that your ego is better than other people's because it has gone through more levels of transformation it's very egotistical to say that that's a thing and that you have authority over it it's really like that there's even such a thing as that is kind of bullshit and you're like selling people on a mystical world where ego deaths can happen like on the other side of you taking lsd there's a spiritualism called ego death that is going to make you but like you can build up a lot of fear about it but people talk about it like it's a really great thing like the point that i'm making is that i don't i don't know why you would want an ego death and also it's not it's you would only be in the business of explaining yourself through ego deaths if you wanted them or if you were like more about unity and saying that you didn't matter. Like you'd why would you want your ego to die? You don't. The people that say that they had one especially don't. They're they're hypocritical. They're bullshitters. You don't. Nobody nobody wants their ego to die. Especially people who are saying that they have this story of that they had an ego death that they get to try to take credit over somebody who has no dealings with that. So they they get respect automatically for entering into this world that other people don't enter into. But this is is, people try to build up um, shit about themselves. Um, but it's like um, the private, there's like a melding of public and private life that it's, there's something that people don't really admit about it. Like there's something that, like people act like these aren't, some people act like this isn't connected when it it's too late. You don't, I don't think you get to say that you're trying to keep everything in your life private because the status for everybody is that it's public. You're everybody's sharing something publicly all the time. If you hold to privatism, you can. I think that this is um, not as viable a religion as it used to be, but it's kind of like religion itself is taking a hit because it's hard to make. It's harder and harder to maintain a secret society of any kind. Your secret society can just be private life or is it like everything i don't share content i don't make myself public but like um this is ignoring the way the reality is playing out because everything but i mean i guess it's not like you can do that certain certainly that's not bad and that's why that's why i have trouble figuring out this argument or like that there's a 
that there's a moray involved. Like, you can't do this because it's okay to maintain privacy. But what's weird is just the that we call businesses capitalistic ones we say that those are in the private sector and um like the private versus public sector distinctions are um they don't make a lot of sense that a governmental agency is public sector and then non-governmental ones are private sector but like uh if you're a private sector company like um like uh mitsubishi or Toyota, if you're a private sector, you're Toyota, then um, your shit is already made public for everybody. Like, your shares are traded publicly, and everybody in the public can interact with your business, that you call it private. It's, like, I, I get why you distinguish that. It's just, like, ultimately, that a government governmental agency is public, it has to do with that it. it's more over the entire public, the things that they that that agency is over the entire public. The government is over the entire public, so we call them public, but like a private sector, yeah, private sector is privatized because it's not over the entire public. But like, uh, um, diversity. I, uh, the private versus public thing is not something that I have a point about, is why I don't, I don't actually know what I'm trying to say. It's like, um, you, you're, you're already both of them in most, if you want to do anything, it's going to be heard or like people figure it out because the world is more connected. But, um, there's like secret societies and like the late show with David Letterman is a secret society. Any, any late show like that, they're, uh, they're secret society. You know that? I'm done. Bye. Now I'm done with this. 33 minutes in. Here, let me just let me just take a moment. This is a very trying time in my life. Um, it's actually not. I feel like I have less to say at times when I feel relieved about what I see in the world. And now I feel positive about what I would do in the future. And so the past week, I didn't feel like sharing anything. So that's something that motivates that is if I am happy, then I don't necessarily feel as much like talking. But like, I sort of want to move to Austin, Texas. Also, yeah, I sort of want to move there. I've been watching a lot of Tony Hinchcliffe content because after I saw his podcast once, I'm just like, he's just such an interesting person and I'm very inspired by him for some reason. I'm just very mystified by what he's doing. It's shocking. It's shocking that there's anybody on the earth doing what Tony Hinchcliffe is doing. Like he really breaks down some boundaries between things with the kind of facility that he puts out into the world because he facilitates things in a different way than um, anybody else is doing. But it's like his artistic position has to do with boundaries that he's breaking down in terms of what we would consider a facility to be. If you've seen his podcast, it's called Kill Tony. 
And but this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's like you see something you don't you don't want to give public. Like I I'm telling myself that I don't want, you don't want to give publicity to another person or artist because it's like you're shitting on them. This is something I tell telling myself for some reason. It's like that you're saying something at all means that you're shitting on them or means that you're insulting them. Like this is something that that's what I'm talking about. When it's like it's not like that because they like to be circulated or to be spoken about just like anybody does as long as it's not but even if i was talking about it really harshly it's not like it's going to defeat them it's not like it's going to destroy them like it's just it's like a it's like you're not i'm not giving credit to something enough that i would resist a lot not allow myself to talk about it because it's like more narcissistically saying that you talking about it is going to destroy it or that what you say influences the whole world so instantaneously that um that like you say it and then everybody will hear about it or the weight of what you said is already done like the weight of what you said kind of just carries on for a while but like i don't know but he's he's offering a new um facility with just what what his podcast is doing it's kind of like between a podcast and a bar itself like his podcast is a bar that facilitates stand-up comedy but he is just a he's like a single person that sets the ground rules for a bar and engagement with these rules and the parameters of the rules that he's putting out for his podcast is uh part of the entertainment it's just like him maintaining the boundaries of the facility that he created but what he cre what he's created is kind of in my opinion unlike anything that is out there because it's like between a bar and a podcast like i just wish i could i'm just jealous of him honestly i'm just very jealous and um <laughs> i'm jealous of that guy but he breaks down that he exploits a truth he breaks down the boundaries of like building even a building itself that like a a podcast is like a facility that facilitates a certain mentality or energy or way of speaking that it's like you need the packaging of that or the parameters of it in order for it to be communicated at all whoa what is it box elder bug flew by my ear it was shocking i didn't know that that was going to happen this is this is a live broadcast i mean it's not it's like Yes, it's live, basically. Live, but then I put it out later. And, um... What I'm talking about are facilities. <laughs> Maybe that's what I wanted to talk about, but then I was forcing myself into the public versus private debate. Let me give you... Let me speak to it. Speaking to something is a facility. Speaking to something. I love facility. I love it. But people, people use a facility word like um they're like they this person explains his points with great facility they use it like that they're like this company has a real facility for distributing its merchandise like and i feel like that's a difficult that doesn't explain it it's really a facilitation rather than they have facility they 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 facilitate but like a facility facilitates because it is a facility for 
the energy that is going on. It's like a, um, it's a facilitation because facility means easy. Uh, facile means easy in Spanish, but it's also like when you create a facility, it makes it easy now for that thing that you're trying to do. Now that thing you're trying to do can play out because you have an environment that has been stabilized by the building, the boundaries, the rules, the parameters, the facility, the walls, the definition, the shape, the space. space. You've carved out a space. You actually... Now that... You can facilitate what you want to do by packaging it as something. Until you do that, until you put parameters around it, you're not making it easy on yourself because you just have amorphous... You're not explaining it. Um, you facilitate something, you make it easy. And a faculty is comes from the same word or the same prefix, facile, that makes something easy. Faculty makes something easy. They make something easy because they are professionals in the in their given domain but they are basically stabilizing the environment they are basically facilitating a, a math department faculty of math at a university they facilitate math by since they have given themselves so much over to the domain that they are professing it they're professionals like that's how that's how much they are able to stabilize it this environment is that they're professionals in it they're to the point that they're professing in its name so they naturally facilitate the math environment itself by um they, but they're the they're the faculty in it but the faculty are like people that act as facilities for a department and um it's like uh it's it's facilitation facilitation that happens but I, but like as far as currency is concerned like money money gets trapped in a business or you only can trap money at the point that you create a facility for for which that money can be trapped for which that money can be communicated so it's like money is like language a little bit but as I've explained before, that the U.S. is a reserve currency. This is like the same thing as the English language being the reserve language. It's everybody trades in it. Everybody trades in English. But like um, that you create a business, you open a diner. This is um, you're trapping an idea. You're trapping an energy of sorts. It's an energy that it's a derivative of because you've seen diners before. You're like, I'm going to make my own of that. But you can be an original or you can make derivatives. Derivatives are, um, derivatives are representations. An integral is a presentation. An integral speaks more to the original. This isn't like a direct correlation. Integrals are presentations. Derivatives are representations. But if you had to associate these two things with each other, that's you would have to choose integrals are the presentation because integrals are the original. Derivatives are a uh, single moment in time reflective of one moment of time in time out of many moments for a longer and in, more involved presentation but um what was i saying when you make a business it traps current like you make a you make a diner you make a like a diner that's a that's just the that's the obvious example that's what conservatives use to be like anybody with a diner is going to go out of business now because of what the liberals are doing because they're going to they're going to raise minimum wage and this traditionally is what kills small businesses because small businesses 
now have to operate by this government regulated standard that is higher than what they're able to pay so they're gonna have to lay people off and literally throughout his throughout like american history the last 150 years or so whenever they raise minimum wage unemployment also goes up um if you believe in science if you believe in statistics um but uh so it's like it's something that you'd have to consider but obviously if you haven't raised the minimum wage in a while it's it's time to do that because of inflation because because inflation because these employees don't have enough money to buy food so you have to raise it at some point and it's like people are gonna have to deal with that but it's like the diner the diner and the small businesses are gonna pay the price for that mcdonald's isn't because mcdonald's already has billions of dollars but like mcdonald's will probably lay people off too and um like what i'm saying is what i'm saying is that um your facility facility makes it so that you have a point um you create a facility and this is uh like when you create one is this always a mark between private and public life like that you create it when somebody makes a podcast like Tony Hinchcliffe, he, cr he creates his podcast. It has a certain parameters that's unique, that's between a bar and a podcast. People don't do that. But you can create parameters that are a mix of previously existing facilities and, and accumulate that into, some, in a new, into a new invention or a completely new vehicle for yourself. Um, it's like different shapes, different sets of parameters or different vehicles that carry something through time vehicles carry things through time they transport them vehicles transport things through time like parameter a way that a podcast plays out like um andrew schultz podcast flagrant the way he's he creates a certain environment and he professes that environment he stabilizes it because he's he's like the complete uh, director, producer of it for like, he's the name behind it. Andrew Schultz podcast, you would say is Andrew Schultz. So he really, anybody who makes a new podcast, it's going to be slightly different from the rest of them. So you've created a new invention. You've created a new presentation. You've created a new facility. You've created a new point of reference. You've created a new position. You in life, like Andrew Schultz, before he had a podcast or did any comedy, had a position anyway, but by create by creating something or standing behind something publicly he's taking more responsibility but he's creating a public point of reference as opposed to he could have just not shared anything about his life he could have just lived in his house his entire life andrew schultz without ever being a comedian or uh making a podcast but he made it a point to create more public points of reference and um like you as a person you house certain ideas. It's just like you might limit the extent to which you're allowed to share those ideas. And maybe it's it's just a lie that people tell themselves that you can't share things because you'll be stepping on people's toes. Or it's, it'll be like uh, you might think that you're passive aggressive or you might think that you're doing wrong or that you're sinning just by sharing anything because you might peripherally explain things that actually happen in your life. And then you're doing that out of turn without the permission of people and experiences that allowed for you to produce that content. You might feel like you're speaking out of turn, but it's kind of more like, I think that that's a lie that you would, that you would have to be deterred about making yourself public because, um, because you, then you're saying that you're promotional. Like this is something that I am thinking or working through in my life. It's like, it's not promotional. It's just, 
it's helpful to be public at all, but it's kind of like in this world, in the world that we're living in, you, you have to admit the truth. You have to admit what's going on. I'd say it's more truthful to admit that the public and private sphere are more connected because, because of the internet. Like you sharing things, if you want to do anything, the avenues in which you do this are pretty much all instantly make your private life public. Like if you want to go onto forums or message boards, you want to share anything on 4chan or comment sections for Twitch, video games, like adding to comment sections for somebody else's podcast. It's just that there's people that present something, they make a podcast, they create a new facility, and this is difficult to be an original and be responsible for a new thing. And um, that that is more, it's more public to create something, but it's like um, even a comment that you leave is somewhat presentational, as opposed to representational, but it's just that, that it appears on, like if you're on uh, uh, Tim Pool, Tim Pools does a live podcast and that he live streams it to YouTube and then while he's live streaming it, there's YouTube comments that you can put while he's just taught while he's just running his podcast so there's a lot of those out there that youtube live stream that everyone can comment on it happens on tiktok when people go live on there that is a comment you leave is somewhat presentational because it's original to you unless it's just derivative of what other people say then it's like less that but you go up on stage more so to just say this is what i have to say then you are becoming more public it's just um it's just like a pessimism that prevents people from sharing things. And it's just it's just this basic negativity that pervades everything that don't trust yourself, don't share it. And like one of the new ways that people say that you're not, one of the new ways people come up with to deter people from sharing things or pursuing their dreams, quote unquote, pursuing what they want is to say that things need to be private or like you are you are unfairly representing people or something people they're the negative people the pessimistic side of things which i often would equate with leftism but it's not um it's not leftism because there are leftists that are actually progressive i would call this behavior not progressive it's not progressive to deter people from pursuing what they want because pursuing what you want often plays out in this domain that is more public. And the more that you are original, the more that you are presentational, is probably the more public that you're going to be because it's the more that you say that you're able to speak on behalf of large groups of people. And like the more that, and it's, it's kind of like the audience criticism is such that the audience is right in your face now rather than that they recognize that the person on stage or the person presenting something really has something to say like everybody knows that it's somewhat bullshit to speak on behalf of a whole of a speak on behalf of a collective or be the person speaking like eh, not completely but just more so than they used to but um it's it's the honesty of it is such that you admit how things are actually playing out, then you admit that honestly, everything is public. But the more you are, the better you are at admitting the honesty of that is the more that you are able to speak publicly on things. But it's like, I'm talking about a unique versus common kind of thing, kind of thing. <clears throat> like, 
if you remain private, then you're making yourself elite and special and rarefied. If you make yourself public, this is more common, but it's kind of like, um, it's hard to explain the dynamic between private and public, because if you speak as a single person publicly, then you're in some ways saying that you're more unique, but it's like, I mean, it, it, it just depends on how successful you are at doing that. If you're really bad at speaking publicly, then maybe you're more naturally private. But, and there's people that are private, people that are public, but this gets mixed up when you, when you see that. This gets mixed up if you give a lot of credit to whatever people perceive of you, or if you try to figure out the way that people see you through their eyes. Or like, um... Like, if I go up on stage, and then I think about later, what did people see, or I wonder what they thought of me, and then I place words in people's mouths, basically. If I try to understand other people's perceptions that I can't see because I don't have their eyes, and they, I don't know how I was perceived, actually. I, th I think that you don't know. You don't know how you're perceived. Like, um, you, don't know, you don't know what you're doing. But this is some. This is something that negative people try to seduce positive people into. Negative people try to scare positive people. Negative people try to get positive people to stop doing what they want so that they can join the negative group. Because negative people don't like people pursuing what they want because that just flies in the face of how they're living their life. Because they gave up on something. Oftentimes these are older people. Like, I, I, I don't really like older people in a lot of cases. I find that a lot of them are very pessimistic and negative to youth. But it's kind of like 99% of old people are like that because they're already, they're already old. Like, 99% of old people gave up on their thing, gave up on their dream. But it's also, and so they're just trying to feed off of youth that is still potentially can accomplish your dreams or pursuing that old likes to feed on youth because because the older gross i mean it's not like all old people are like this but i think in the generation the generation that came before us like boomers generation older than me talent was more rarefied that they would have been able like you had to go through a lot more to actually pursue a dream like people that are in their 50s and 60s and 70s now were more given over to a culture of identifying yourself to one factory that you worked in for 30 years or one career. But now everything is more agent and millennials are just like, oh, I'm going to do a new job and I'm going to do, you just do, you have the potential to do new things all the time or just pursue what you want because, because we're a lucky generation in that respect. So older people are more characteristically like they're going to try to make you feel bad about doing what you want. But negative people will come up with anything that as long as it is a lie that could possibly convince you to stop if they're truly negative. Truly pessimistic people just never stop being critical. There's, but it's just, these are, this is one of the groups of people is like somebody, they're, they're already critical forever because they're not going to pursue what they want or something but like maybe that's just how they like it some people like to be on the sidelines and critiquing everything that everybody does it's just that like you go up on stage now criticism is right in your face and critics are more likely to just be like 
well, you have to really have want to say it or else we're going to bullshit you out of existence or something like critics and and it just has to do with a recognition of a connection between private and public life more so where the audience can say whatever about the speaker i feel like the speaker audience is closer than it used to be this is partially what i'm saying and let me let me go and let me go an hour i guess i'm just thinking about like i title this episode private and public that's not a sexy title so then the views will not be very high. It's not a sexy title. Private, public, public. It's just like publicity. I like it, it's. I like publicity. Um, publicity. A, a facility is more is more public than like if you open your own business. It's more public than if you didn't. It's relatively more public to make anything at all. So that's why it's a little bit weird that we call businesses the private sector just when they're not governmental. It's not really that. Like, it's... That's not the most accurate way of describing it because the it's public if you've made something at all. Most... 99% of people don't even open a business or... I mean, it's more... The rate of that is higher now is what I'm explaining because you make a podcast, it's kind of like you, your own business your own enterprise, depending on how much you want to commit to it. Um, like, um, it's more, it's more public to create your own facility. It's just like, um, if you make a business at all, then this is more public and it's for, yeah, that you would call that private. It doesn't, it's not very private because you are making it a point to explain that you're living a more public life where the the things that you want to do are open to anybody because you're attracting any public customer. It's for it's for the public if you open a diner, even though that's the diner is the best private sector example because it's the one that conservatives use to explain like this is the private sector versus the big government. Like um you open you open a diner and it's it's just it's just publicity publicity is like promotion publicity publicity is just relatively less private the more public that you're going but then your diner can get really big and then you become McDonald's and then you've gone worldwide but you're you're trying to make yourself bigger you're trying to trying to like People who make enterprises are like the strivings of men as it is, just on its own. They're trying to be the greatest. They're trying to rise to the level of the entire world. Some people are. Some people are like, well, I don't I don't care about being so big. And then they define themselves to a location where they're like, I'm only going to open up two of these. If you got really big, you're really successful. You, anybody, you can stop at whatever level of publicity that you want, like, you can make your diner really public if it's successful, then you open like 30 of them, then you just keep growing. If you find that you can do that, a lot of people keep them keep themselves reined in. But uh, any comedians do this if they just stay in one location or just only play to one bar or two bars. You can get defined to a facility as a comedian just to one bar where everybody likes you. Where you're like, oh, you kill here, you never leave. You like the certainty of that, and then you get defined to that location. And it's just like, a, it's an unwillingness to go more public. But um, is it always good? I feel like the this is stigmatized by people who hate money. 
It's like, no, you can't just make it. Because people who hate money hate franchises. And they're like, ah, corporate America. <laughs> like, uh, they hate uh, TGI Fridays. Like, for being across the country. Like, all oh, those fuckers just want money. This is stigmatized, going more public. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and in, But it's just um, it's just negativity that's circulated by negative people that tell you to not trust yourself. So like, don't go... Because you are not that great, is what that sentiment would also say. You're not great. You don't get to be... You're just a white guy, that kind of thing. You're just a white guy. I think that this white thing is pretty funny. The white thing is funny because you might as well say, like, there's there's shoes on your feet. Like, if someone calls me a white guy, which is just lots of, lots of that at this time period, calling white people white. Like, oh, yeah, there's, there's a mattress in my house, too. There's a, there's a coffee. I bet this guy, look at this guy. He's got a coffee maker in his house. I bet he's got a TV in his house. I bet he's got a nose on his face. It's like the laziest insult. But, um... I mean, I, I get it. The, the point is that you're, I'm supposed to hear... You tell me that I'm white, then I'm supposed to think about how I owned slaves 130 years ago. And you're like, oh, you're right. But it's really just racist. It's as racist as... That you are unnecessarily bringing race into the picture. And it's only white people that say this. It's only white people that police other white people to remember that they're white. And these are racist white people that do this. Because they're bringing race into the picture that you don't need to. But they're all... It's just woke white people that think that they get to speak on behalf of black people. So they're like, well, that we need to make up for what black people feel when they don't have the experiences of black people. And so they're like, let's call everybody white. Um, well, you're just, you're just adding race to the picture, but, um, it's like, it's like saying that, um, yeah, it's, it's white people that are woke that are like, you can't say this, but it's, it's just fear that they have of too much speak about black people or saying black or things associated with it. There's a lot of white people that have fear of that and they, I don't know. It's, it seems kind of like Aryan race type of bullshit where they want to promote whiteness. If you keep calling white people white, it's like, what are you saying? There's, you're giving publicity to whites. You're giving, you're promoting whiteness because you don't, like, you don't like it when people say black or, like, a white person does something black, and this is when you call them white. Like, oh, you're just white. But, like, this is only white people that tell themselves they have the authority on blackness to point it out when it happens, to be like, oh, that looked black, so I'm going to call you white. These are people that think that they know what looks black or not that they are trying to hold other white people to not look like that. But it all that it does, all that it does is create this heightened tension be more so than it needs to be between races where you're like, where you think that something needs to be corrected at the point that it's a, 
racial thing that you don't like. It's very like white people that do this are acting on subjective impulses that I mean, it's not yeah, it's, it's basically it's basically what I think about it. Um but the public sector it doesn't matter. I don't have to I don't have to put the title so correctly as private public. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <sighs> people are hearing me, I think. I think people heard it. I think somebody heard it. But um, you know what? Live your life. Hey. It's um it's a decent song. I, I don't know. Um I'll talk about something else next time. Goodbye for now, but just for a little while now. Just for a short time is goodbye for. Um, talk to you all later. Goodbye. <laughs>